0: Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want
1: to frighten the American public.
2: To the virus,
1: coronavirus, has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500.
2: We have to prepare for the worst always, because if you don't, and the worst happens, War Room, pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
3: Okay, it's four weeks uh, from today, ladies and gentlemen. So now, some particular those who have taken the long journey with us from uh 20 uh, january of 2021 and even from uh 3 november on that evening people watch the show and we're going to have a talk about a lot about our coverage we're going to be all over the place between now and then also our coverage on the uh, evening of the 8th will be giving you updates on that it's tuesday 11 october in the year of Lord, 2022 uh cortez um there is there any substitute for victory here brother
1: no, absolutely not, because the stakes couldn't be higher. And, Steve, you're exactly correct when you say this is the most consequential midterm probably since the middle of the Civil War. You know, politicians always like to say this is the most important election ever. It's normally not true. It's actually true this time. Uh, number one, because we have an economic crisis that's spiraling out of control. Number two, because our country is quickly becoming an oligarchy. And I think there is still time to save the republic but the clock is ticking and the hour is late. So I agree with you that this is by far the most consequential election of our lifetimes and perhaps for more than a century. And given that, Steve, listen, I love competitive primaries, okay, and I worked extremely hard in these primaries because I love the task and the challenge of completing the patriotic populist MAGA takeover of the Republican Party, and we are completing it at least at the voter level. We haven't gotten there completely yet at the office holder and donor level, but at the voter level, we we've, we've done that. That transformation is largely complete. But once those competitive primaries are done, Steve we have to coalesce because it comes down to a binary choice, okay? So we can have intense family squabbles, right, during the primaries, but the day that the primaries are done, it is no longer time for those squabbles out in public. It is time to coalesce. It's time to defeat our opponents because our opponents will literally continue to ruin this country. So let me be specific about this. I know there's a lot of MAGA folks out there who don't like candidates like Brian Kemp for governor in Georgia, and I understand why. Don't like Dr. Oz, perhaps, in Pennsylvania. And what I'm telling the MAGA folks, the deplorables out there, is that you must vote for these people because the opponents, yeah. people like Fetterman, people like Stacey Abrams, the opponents having the reins of power is unthinkable for our country, They're and so it's radical. downright dangerous it's, it's, at a time it's, like this.
3: It's, it's not a choice. It's a referendum on these on these radicals. And look, we nobody went more all-in in Georgia than the war room. And uh-huh. uh, I, I, don't, I don't actually know what happened, right? But the, the, it is what it is, right? And right now he's up, what, eight points on Stacey Abrams? You can deliver wow. a crushing blow to that whole Stacey Abrams milieu. Uh, but right. MAGA's got to come home. And, and Oz the same way. The difference between Oz winning by two or three points and then winning in two or three points, helping Doug Mastriano against Shapiro is MAGA coming home? The same thing with the Mandel voters. Look, there's nobody we love more than Josh Mandel. We understand there's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of bitterness in a lot of these states. You got to put the bitterness aside right now, right? We can deal with that on the 9th after everybody's had a glass of champagne for a victory. There is no substitute for victory here. It's not like in the old days where you got some Democrat that you're talking about marginal tax rates or something on some marginal thing on education policy. These are radical Marxists, okay? And it's right. an oligarchy. They control they, they control Wall Street, they control the global corporations, they control Silicon Valley, Hollywood. The way you break that, we begin to break that is at the ballot box with a crushing blow from school boards all the way up to the House and Senate. And here's the thing, it's within our grasp. It's all there. Everything's converged on a point, right? What you have to do is that MAGA, and it's gotta be MAGA, has to push it across in two. You've got to get into these. You got to sign up now and go be a poll worker, election official, a poll watcher. We got to get the ninety-five percent participation we had in the Yunkin situation. And here's why. It's is and Rana, hey, she couldn't have been more upfront about this. She said, look, it's state by state. Some states we've solved the problem or we think we've solved the problem. There's others in Nevada, Arizona, you know, just throwing out in California. Here's the thing. We have we're competitive in California now for to pick up house seats, Steve Cortez. Mm-hmm. We're competitive right. in, in 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 places in Colorado. We're competitive in Oregon. We're competitive in Rhode Island. But people have to go, you have to secure this vote. And so everybody's got to put their shoulder to the wheel. No bitching and moaning. We can get by the way, we can have right. all the bitching and moaning. We can have all that on the ninth and get into it. Cause remember, you're going to be, this audience is a force to be reckoned with on the debt ceiling, on the CR. There's so right. many massive fights ahead, massive fights. But when we win, you've got leverage, right? Correct. And particularly when you win, and MAGA is the driving force of the victory. When MAGA is the driving force of the victory, you're going to have a seat at the table. Okay. A, right. a very big seat at the table. They're going to have to deal with you. Okay. But to do that, we've got to win. And here's the thing. Right. If you go back, and this audience goes back on the morning and afternoon of the 20th of January, when everybody was running out of D.C. and everything like that, and we had Cortez and Navarro and the hardest core of the hardcore, we told you this we would get here. We told you we would get here. We are four weeks away from today is what's paid off for that entire time. We're four weeks away from it. And this is 100 why do you think every day on msmc and these you go to these things they are coming after you harder harder than after trump won in 16 because now uh-huh. they understand you're a political force that's probably the most or one of the most empow- powerful political forces in the history of the nation but to do that we have to have a certain i don't want to say maturity but we have to understand that the world's not perfect it's not perfect and trust me there, there's a lot of these candidates I was not thrilled with. It doesn't matter, right? They have to win, right? And and, 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 and because you're going to have a ton of the never Trumpers, the Liz Change, they're out there, the Lincoln projects are working for the other side. They're working for the other side. Why? They don't want you in power. They don't want to have to deal with MAGA on the ninth. So if you want to save the country, and I mean it, to get, this is in the balance right now. If you want to save your nation, you have to come together we have to put our differences aside for at least these four weeks put them aside you have to put your shoulder wheel and sometimes you're gonna to have to go into a ballot box you're gonna to have to hold your nose guess what hold it tight get a get a get a clothes pin right but you got to do it and you got to bring other people to do it too steve cortez and by the way the perfect example cortez who fought as hard as anybody came on right after georgia and said hey we got to get in back at kemp Right. and right. It's Cortez is getting blown up in the chat room. Cortez is revered like no other. You know, he's in the pantheon with Navarro and a handful of other guys that have been here, men and women have been here from, from the start. They were blowing you up. And, and, right. and, but at the point, and this is the thing with Kemp, give the devil the do down there. Stacey Abram was supposed to be the end all and be all. She's down nine. They got the big long faces on, uh, on, on Joanne Reed and, and Chris Hayes, you know, all of a sudden she's not the future. She's going to be the distant past on November right. 8th if we deliver a a uh, a, uh, a democratic death blow to this entire group of radicals. Steve Cortez.
1: Yeah, Steve, listen, I really believe that we have a patriotic duty right now to coalesce because, again, the stakes could not be higher. Are we going to reclaim our republic from the oligarchs who right now largely control our lives. We have a chance to do that in just four weeks, but we have to display, and I think actually use the right word. We have to display the maturity to realize that the primaries are over. It is no longer a purity test and we have to vote. Now listen, I think there's a lot of candidates that you can get behind and that you can vote for for positive reasons. But in certain races, you're not so much voting for your candidate as you are voting against the opposition, and that's fine. That's how elections work. It is a binary choice in a two-party system in the United States. And I, I would hope, Steve, that nobody out there in the audience would doubt the MAGA credentials of Steve Cortez, certainly not of Steve Bannon. So if the two of us are telling you, this is time to call less, this is time to vote for our no, side the, because our country lives. people
3: don't matter. understand, in 16, this is what we had to do. When I took over the campaign that weekend in thir- of th- August 13th and 14th, the Saturday and Sunday, first call I made was to Reince Priebus because I looked at the math and Trump was only at 80 I think it's kind of where Oz is like 80 percent of registered Republicans and I kind of asked people I said what what give me walk me through this number and they said oh you got to be at like 93 mathematically to win and that was we had to bring in establishment Republicans that hated Trump hated him okay hated him and they came and they turned out the end you know we did the judges we did a bunch of stuff but then we won in a coalition was it perfect? No. Was the first term perfect? No. Was the way people bailed on us after 2020 when we, when we should have, you know, it's all terrible. But now we have the chance. If we win, you're going to get a chance to adjudicate 3 November in Congress, in hearings, with all the people that have been on the show actually presenting testimony and evidence. Okay. It's all there before us. But there is no substitute for victory. Uh, Steve. Let's go. Uh, can we get? To, can we play Steve's clip, and I want him to respond to us about it. Let's get back to the economy. I got Dave Walsh. We got Libby. Got a lot to get through. Can we play this uh, clip so I can go through it?
1: So, for me, so it's bad it's, times are good times. Bad, bad times,
3: good times for me are bad times for general investors. And if you think about where we are right now, the Federal Reserve Board is fighting something it hasn't seen really in almost four decades, which is inflation, and inflation's. It's a bit like toothpaste. Once you get it out of the tube, it's, it's hard to get it back in, right? And so the Fed is, it's, Fed is furiously right now trying to wash that taste out of their mouth. And they're doing it by raising interest rates. And of course, there's a big calibration question here. Just how much are they going to raise them? How much do they have to raise them? And what's the consequence of that? Steve Cortez, who is this individual's talking? Yes. Why is he important? And why is he what he just said was actually quite smart.
1: Oh, very smart. So I wanted to play this because Paul Tudor Jones is not a household name, but he is a legendary hedge fund manager. As a matter of fact, perhaps the most legendary hedge fund manager in the world. Uh, so he has made billions and billions of dollars for himself, as well as his investors, institutional and high net worth individuals. So when he speaks, uh, I listen. And in this case, I think he's 100% correct, where he uses the toothpaste analogy of it's extremely difficult to get the toothpaste, meaning inflation back into the tube. So when Paul Tudor Jones says it, everyone should pay attention that inflation was never transitory. Inflation did not just peak. That was the new term that the, uh, the establishment tried to use with us in recent months. And we're gonna get a lot of inflation data out by the way, in just the next couple of days. But let's talk about some of the real world consequences. Too, of this pernicious inflation, which was unleashed by Joe Biden at, at first because of his attack on U.S. energy. That was the genus. That was really the birth of this inflation crisis was when he attacked U.S. domestic energy production. But some of the consequences, the Financial Times, which is not exactly a paper that subscribes to the MAGA movement, but the Financial Times has a new article out. I posted it on my social media. U.S. property sector braced for job cuts as rate rises, crush Home sales. So interest rates are spiking as a consequence of inflation spiking. And what is that doing to the critical housing sector? And and realize this. The housing sector was the primary driver of the recovery off of the lockdown 2020 lows. So the, the Trump 2.0 boom, which began in the spring of 2020, uh, and particularly began with vigor in the in the in the freedom jurisdictions, places like Ron DeSantis' Florida, that recovery, that second boom of Donald Trump, was largely led by housing because of a lot of demand out there and low, stable interest rates. We have the exact opposite now with interest rates, and here's what the FT says in its article, and I'm quoting. Realtors, mortgage brokers, appraisers, and construction groups say they have lost as much as 80% of their revenues. Steve, 80% of their revenues for one of the most important businesses in the American economy. Steve, that's not a recession. That's grapes of wrath type carnage right now in the housing market. Okay? That's how consequential to tie this back to what we were just talking about in politics. That's how consequential this election is. Okay, we are yeah. literally, we are in a recession, a deep recession that has been caused by Joe Biden. I believe we are at risk of of crashing into, of cratering into a depression. Yeah. It is a very real if, risk right now in this country. If we and don't we take can do something house, about if it, if we don't take we.
3: the house and take. If we don't get control of appropriations, we're going into a massive depression. What What Paul Tudor Jones said was, four decades we haven't had it, and B- Biden's brought this on us in 18 months." Yeah. Right. Or two years. This is why they got to be getting rid of it. Cortez, how do people get to you on social media?
1: Yeah, please follow me. And by the way, I'm doing this uh, tonight. I'm doing a live stream on Getter. Find me, Getter. My uh, panel there is simply Steve. And I'm doing a live stream on who will control the Senate tonight, 7 p.m. Please find me.
3: Wow. Very cool. Cortez on who's going to control the Senate. We're going to control it if MAGA comes home, particularly in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and Ohio. Let's start there. OK, we've got to have Herschel's back down in Georgia, but let's come home in Pennsylvania. You come home to back Oz. Doug Mastriano is going to be the governor. Write that down. OK, short break. Dave Walsh, Libby Emmons next. You know, what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy
2: Welcome back.
3: Uh, MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. The armor of piercing shells, Mike Lindell. You can't, get, uh, you can't get any of this product in any big box or you can't get them on home shopping anywhere he used to sell it. You have to go to MyPillow.com. Go to promo code war Room 2988. The sheet's set. But most importantly, we have everything. They have everything on sale. All the buy one, get one free. It's all up there. Make sure you support him. We're trying to track down Tito Peters. The Associated Press is reporting. The Associated Press, mind you, not Breitbart or Gateway Pundit, the Associated Press is reporting that 30,000, I guess, voter registration cards were sent to illegal aliens, people who are, are, are non-citizens, maybe you shouldn't say illegal aliens, non-citizens, to get them to sign up to vote. So this is a big controversy. Tina Peters is going to join us here in Colorado. The things, look, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, still massive problems out of these things. We got to get on top of it. I want to go to Dave uh, Walsh. Dave, and here's the reason. Energy in this collapse of the American economy, everything is predicated upon not being full-spectrum energy dominant like President Trump. Nigel Farage gave an incredible interview on, on CNBC this morning with uh, Joe Kernan, and he says this whole thing about the Bank of England and stepping in to bail out the pension fund. He said the core of it is not the tax cuts. The core of it is that their energy, they've had a net-zero carbon you know, radical fantasy for years and tories have been pushing it and that's the problem last night we don't have time to play it but dr Gunnar back gunner back um from the alternative for deutschland had just said look germany france all of europe is built on a fantasy it's built on this fantasy that you could quickly transition to a net uh, zero carbon uh, uh, energy policy and the whole thing's collapsing he actually said in germany's far worse than is being reported dave walsh Your assessment of that, and what does it mean for the United States of America, sir?
4: Okay, first, Nigel's commentary. The U.K. has programmatically since 2003 reduced all-in energy consumption per per capita by 30% since 2003. And what's happened to their GDP? GDP growth in the U.K. has lagged the United States and the Western world, not even developing countries with much higher GDP growth rates, but lagged the U.S. by 40% on a GDP growth basis per capita in the same time period that they've gone ahead with these same policies that Germany has. It amped up about to the same degree. So a 30% reduction in overall energy utilization per capita, which we talked before. For example, electricity consumption per capita correlates massively strongly, very high correlation ratio to GDP prosperity. England has gone the completely the opposite direction and has become a net importer of 36% of its energy versus being totally self-sufficient in 2003. So Nigel's exactly on target with that comment. Uh, Gunnar Beck's commentary last night was brilliant on Germany moving back into the Stone Age on uh, electricity production, relying now totally on nature versus advanced modern-day technologies like nuclear, gas, and coal. Uh, But the only part I'll take issue with, the U.S., we already have 80 million people living in Non reliability impaired states, being California, Texas, Colorado, growing now in Minnesota. That's 80 million people with massive electricity reliability issues due to gross over adoption of renewables. And now the whole MISO region, which is Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, uh, moving into that category where we've had about 28,000 megawatts of base load continuous duty electricity shuttered in coal and nuclear. And replaced with some gas but also very heavily with wind which is a three-eighths of the time thing and the thing everybody needs to remember and even uh, among a lot of our along among a lot of our republican uh, office holders, this is not well known this electricity thing is something like keeping your gas on the gas pedal in the car you've got to be running the system all of the time there there are no load banks that this electricity goes into for cities counties and states it has to be used the millisecond it's produced. Therefore, when you start moving into one eighth of the time technology like solar and three eighths of the time technology like wind, you're, you you can't you can't sustain a system in, in the modern world. The electricity has to be there all the time.
3: Um, I'm going to have you back on so we can do this and maybe put some charts up because it's so important about how we get out of this mess. It, it underpins everything. The thing I want to leave people with, we'll put it up later. What Doctor Beck said at the end of World War II, uh, the Secretary of uh, Treasury at the time, Morgenthau, had a plan because they knew Germany was going to collapse there towards the last couple of months of the war. They had a one group had a plan that said we want to industrialize. We want to take all the factories, take them apart brick by brick, take them, move them all out. We want to turn Germany back into a pastoral country of kind of yeoman farmers. And at the time. People said, well, no, we may need a bulwark against Russia. But They said, that's just not practical. You can't take a modern, at that time, one of the most advanced industrial societies and just take it all, the real value and ship it out. You can't turn it back into something that's this pastoral. The plan was considered so radical. It kind of got dismissed fairly early on. What Dr. Beck says is that essentially what German elites are doing now is the Morgenthau plan, Dave Walsh. They're essentially, through yep. this radical energy plan, taking <laughs> apart, a, a, a third or fourth biggest industrial power in the world and this I'm telling you the same thought process in France, in the United Kingdom is here, it's embedded into the elites in this country and that if we don't stop it and that's why this election is so important, if you don't stop it, they're going to do structural things that you can't reverse this is my point, they're going to do systemic things that you can't not reverse and they're going to lead your children to live in like the stone age in a couple of decades. Am I, am I too far off the mark there, Dave Walsh?
4: No, you're totally on target. And from, from my own life experience competing with German technology, between 1975 and 1995, Germany led the way. Siemens, companies like Lurgy, with for coal plants becoming cleaner, FGD systems, bag houses, scrubbers, desulfurization systems, reduction of SO2 using you know, selective catalyst reduction, all led by Ger- great German enterprises, then on the gas turbine side, again, Siemens, super efficient units to now 64% thermal efficiency using reciprocating engines to heat cities with combined heat and power, 91% thermally efficient, even promoted by the Obama administration, that type of technology. And then there are nitrous oxide emissions reductions from 56 ppm to 8. They, German, German companies have led the world among, with Japanese and U.S. companies in, in abating the really critical things with the air pollution controls, To make make coal and make natural gas fired technology almost totally clean, and now have completely abandoned it with this process in their own country. It's it's shocking. It's shocking.
3: Uh, Dave, how do people get to you on social media?
4: You can find me at at Dave Walsh Energy on Getter. Thank you, Steve.
3: Thanks, sir. I want to bring in Libby now from Emmons from uh, Postman. Libby, I I want to get you back and talk about all the great reporting you're doing on the gender ideology side, which you're, I think, one of the tips of the spear. Incredible. But I got to go to your piece yesterday, because I'm confused. We're, we're having a massive election. School boards are fighting everywhere. You got the Moms delivery, the Parents' Rights Groups. It's this huge thing, and and nobody can debate how a, a, a poor the school system, the public schools in our, in our country are serving the students in the community for, for math, for understanding English, for writing skills, across the board. And the head of the union the teachers union is tweeting out she's in the ukraine what is going on here ma'am
5: yeah what is going on i think that's what we'd all like to know why is randy weingarten the president of the american federation of teachers spending her time in ukraine she was invited by teachers unions in ukraine to come check out what's going on and the difficulty that students are having there since there is a war happening in their country uh, which has got to be just absolutely awful, but it doesn't actually answer the question as to why Weingarten is there. Yesterday, she tweeted out she was going to go check out what was happening at the border. The stated mission uh, of this junket funded by the American Federation of Teachers is to distribute books and things like that. There's no reason you have to go there to send books. Um That's just absolutely insane that she thinks that she has to do that. And I don't know what she, what she thinks is going to happen for American school children if this war in Ukraine continues. It seems clear that her mission is to encourage more U.S. involvement in this local conflict. If there is more U.S. involvement in this local conflict, what is that going to mean for American school kids? Are they eventually going to get shipped over there? Is that what she wants them to do instead of studying their math and reading? What does
3: she really want for these kids? Libby, the, the central part of this parental rights is people just want their kids educated at the highest level so they can go to the next stop, stop right? They, they want them to be mm-hmm. educated in a, for a post-industrial world, right? To, to make sure they understand the, they have the math skills, the analytics. They understand how to write and how to communicate, how to think, critical think. The, the scores are so pathetic in her defense. Mm-hmm. Why in this crucial time? Why is she not making the case of getting American kids uh, scores up and taking this pornography out of the libraries? Libby.
5: Yeah, she doesn't really think that that's her responsibility. She advocated for math. She advocated for schools to stay closed. She advocated for mandatory vaccines. And we've even seen the Surgeon General of Florida saying that he wouldn't recommend vaccines for 18 to 39 year old men and he doesn't recommend them for kids. So I don't know why she thinks she knows better than a Harvard-educated Surgeon General of Florida in that regard. Schools are tanking. They are doing horribly for our kids. They've been doing horribly for our kids for years. Parents are aware of this. Wine garden should know better than to engage in some ridiculous charade to go to Ukraine and do absolutely nothing other than to encourage the potential for nuclear war, which is, you know, look at what's going on, lady. Like, what do you think you're actually doing? Who are you helping? Parents want kids to be educated. They want kids who can think critically, as you said. None of that's happening here.
3: Libby, how do people get to postmillennial and how do they follow you on social media, all your writings?
5: postmillennial.com and I'm at Libby Emmons on Twitter.
3: By the way, the postmillennial is a must-go-to uh, news site every day. The reporting is absolutely incredible. Up on the level, Epoch Times. you got Epoch Times and Postmillennial. You've got pretty good news sources. Libby, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Okay, on Saturday starts the 20th Party Congress. Haven't heard about it? You're about to next in the war room. Friends, if you've ever wanted to stock up on emergency food and save a ton of money at the same time, now is your chance. For just a few days more, my Patriot Supply is knocking $250 off their three month emergency food kit. This is the lowest price in three years, and it may not happen again because of inflation. So don't miss your chance to save big on the emergency food you're going to need when the food shortages hit. Go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now and stock up. Well, it's affordable. My Supply is charging less so they can help families more, but they can't do this all day long. Remember, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. Right now you'll save 250 bucks on each 3-month emergency food kit you order at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. This is the lowest price in years, but this price will be gone in just a matter of days. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. preparewithbannon.com. Use your agency action, action, action.
0: War Room
2: Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon.
0: The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide.
2: War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
3: You know, on Real America's Voice at noon, Charlie Kirk uh, follows us. so You get a couple of hours of the hardcore populist nationalism, and the show is magnificent, so make sure you st- t- tune in. Also, Turning Point USA is one of the great institutions slash organizations in the country. Go to tpusa.com slash you get Charlie's book, The College Scam. As importantly, you can sign up. They're going to have a huge event. I think it's December 16th in the Phoenix metro area. 15, they're going to have an arena with 15,000 people. You want to be there for this. I can tell you the, the um, conference they put on on the Great Reset that we did in Phoenix about a month ago was absolutely incredible. And I know the place was packed with war room folks. So I want to pack this one too in December. Also get the college scam. You get to understand the trillion dollars that is about to be dumped on you by the Biden administration. Let me tell you, I think we've got people so worked up. There's so many lawsuits now that's not going to happen, but you got to understand how this scam gets perpetuated. So make sure you go to tpusa.com. to get all the information up there about the conferences, about their annual uh, meeting, which everybody can go to, and, of course, all the content they've got. Uh, I've got Frank Gaffney and, and Bradley Thayer. One of the most important things in your life is about to happen this week is the, and I know people in this, uh, audience are up to speed on the 20th Party Congress, but every day we're going to be setting up different elements of it about what's to happen with the CCP, our existential threat. But I've got to go to, um, right now to, t- we've got Tina Peters. Tina, the Associated Press is reporting in Colorado, 30,000 non-citizens got voter registration mailer. According from Denver, the Associated Press, Colorado Secretary of State Office said it mistakenly sent postcards to about thirty thousand non citizens encouraging them to register to vote, blaming the error on a database glitch related to the state 's list of residents with driver 's license. The Office of Democratic Secretary of State Jenna Griswold insisted none of this non citizens will be allowed to register to vote if they try. You have warned the nation tina peters you have warned the nation about jenna griswold how radical she is did she do this on purpose and just got caught or what's going on this is outrageous that four weeks from today with most important midterm election and you got griswold and these crooks in the radical democrats are sending out and trying to sign up non-citizens with 30 days ago what's happening uh, tina peters
0: well Steve, you know, uh, you, you've talked a lot about ERIC, which is the Electronic Registration Information Center, uh, that, uh, you know, this mailing goes to people that ERIC identifies as potentially eligible to register to vote, but that are not currently registered. Um, some information about what ERIC sends to the state and what the mailing includes, listen to this, the reports include individuals who have driver's license, ID card, but are not registered to vote. The data in these reports comes from the DMV, which is protected by the Driver's Protection Privacy Protection Act of nineteen ninety-three. It does not have the political party affiliation, they say, for anyone. Um, and, and you know, with the with the um the DMV, it automatically here in Colorado registers people to vote when they go to the DMV to get a driver's license. Um the mailing clearly states the eligibility requirements, uh, but it made an error in processing the data from Eric when attempting to filter out those not eligible to register to vote. So Eric, as we know, is like having the fox in the hen house. Uh, and unfortunately, this same mistake occurred in 2020 as well, Steve. Here's a rundown of the overall numbers. Eric referred approximately 102,000 names of potential eligible but not registered people. The state scrubbed the list, they say, and sent a mailing to 52,006 people they believe to be eligible but not registered. Unfortunately, the state has discovered that of the 52,000 sick mailings sent, approximately 31,000 or 60% of the mailings went to non-citizens. So what they're doing to rectify this is they're they're going to be sending they're going to be sending a another mailing. Um, so this is uh, you know the mailing. This it's it's incredible what they're doing. I mean, no Eric no, has no. Way is, too hey, much-
6: they
3: can't they can only win if they cheat. And what's disturbing about this article is that your opponent that that won the primary, I guess, is where we are. Doesn't condemn it. She's still a big supporter of the mail-in ballot system. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know why the Republicans out there are not standing up to what is. Clearly, they've got a system. They can game the system anytime. They just, thank God, got caught this time or you would have had 30,000 non-citizens registered to vote, tipping the scales in Colorado. Tina Peters.
0: And we may still have, you know, where there's no guarantee that we won't. I mean, how many will look at the first mailing and not the second mailing and how many will even, you know, so so here's the point. You know, now we have Konex. That is um, that has identified the the information is going of the all the poll workers all the election workers to the CCP. Now we're finding out that at least three counties in Colorado actually uh, have their their information has been broadcast. Our, our fact checkers are still checking that to uh, Chinese servers. And then uh, you know you've got the death of my election manager and um and my chief deputy's brothers that they were very close to by hit and run you've got you know all of these things happening the lawsuits against me i just saw where where uh some guy uh in another state had said something on facebook that they deemed threatening to jenna griswold he's now going to prison and i'm saying why isn't she going to prison for deleting twenty nine thousand erect- election records off my server? Why isn't she go to, going to prison for allowing 36 wireless devices in in the Mesa County server? And and for all intents and purposes, we believe it's happening all over the state. So uh, why isn't she going to prison? We have to ask that. And why is the CCP now have all this information? And why does David Becker, who is the founder and hates hates our country, hates uh, the, the um, uh patriots the, the conservative people of of the united states who started eric the electronic registration information center that accounts for all the registered voters why are these people able to get along get get away with this we need to we need to call people to arms to be educated yeah. and to get the word out
3: uh tina how do people follow you right now on social media how do they get to your website to support you
0: Thank you so much. It's Tina Peters for Colorado.com. I am on Telegram at the real Tina Peters and uh, on Truth Social at Tina Peters. And then, of course, Tina for 22 on Getter and Twitter. But uh, my Telegram channel is 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 real active. Uh, I will be getting the word out in real time. There's a lot that that the uh, the great data experts and uh, uh, patriot citizens are putting out. That or it's being yeah. fact checked right now. So more is coming.
3: Yeah, we're going to have you hopefully back on and Shrona and everybody in the afternoon show. Tina, thank you for changing your schedule to join us.
0: Awesome.
3: Uh, Frank Gaffney, uh, the CCP. You know, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips and the great team over at True the Vote broke this, and of course the New York Times already mocked them. Turned out that they were right, uh, and, and the and mainstream media was wrong once again. The CCP's got the data of the poll workers. Uh, you see right there, you've got this fiasco of trying to get non citizens registered to vote in Colorado. Uh, tie this all together with this. It is so important what's going to start on Saturday for the lives of citizens of this nation. It's going to happen in Beijing. Tell us what's going on.
2: Well, I think technically it'll start on Sunday, but uh, s- Saturday evening, our time. In fact, we're going to do a program, Steve, in uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, we call it Crashing the Party Congress, um, of Congress, uh, of many of the War Room uh, favorites, uh, Gordon Chang, Sam Faddis, uh, Reggie Littlejohn. We've got, uh, I'm hoping, uh, several of our other friends, uh, Kevin Freeman. No, uh, myself, I, want every, I want everybody these to understand are, this. These we're are people. All-star
3: cast, and we're going to figure out how to get it up, not just on Getter, but all over, hopefully, Real America's Voice. At the start of the God? 20th Party Congress, the right. evening in Dallas is the morning is going to be 8 o'clock in the morning, right. where Twenty 20th Party starts in Beijing. We're going to be do- so, they're going to be live live commentary from some of the biggest hammers <laughs> to make right. sure people know what's going on. We'll get more information the- on that. But why is it important? Why should people tune in on Saturday to see what's going on in Beijing and Sunday? How does it affect
2: their lives? Because the man who will be coronated, we think, before this program is over, there's a party congress goes a couple of days. Uh, my colleague Brad Thayer has been tutoring me on this, and. Then there's a party plenum at which the formal um, conferring on Xi Jinping, the general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party, a third and probably uh, permanent position as chairman of the party and as the you know dictator of China for the rest of his life. And why that is going to impact all of us, Steve, is because again, as Brad has pointed out, once he no longer feels constrained by any kinds of uh, you know, opposition to him, effectively, for the future, he will be unleashed. And he's made perfectly clear what he envisions when he has that opportunity, which is to realize the China dream, the global domination that has been his agenda and that of the Chinese Communist Party for decades. And where that will touch all of us is They will be moving, I'm afraid, from the unrestricted warfare they've engaged in for decades, at least since 1999 and probably long before. They'll be moving past just the People's War that they declared against us in May of 2019. They will be moving past the biological warfare attack they launched against us with this COVID exercise documented in our new book, The CCP is at War with America which you can get for free, by the way, at ccpatwar.com. But all of that, Steve, is going to be augmented, I'm afraid, not ended, but augmented by kinetic warfare, Um, perhaps most immediately targeted at Taiwan, maybe at Japan, maybe at the Philippines, but almost certainly against our assets, our personnel, and our territory as well. Make the
3: case uh, he becomes emperor for life. And I want to make sure people understand not just emperor for life, um, which is what's going to happen. He will have totally consolidated power inside of – with all the factions uh, in uh, in China. And he will be the head – even Deng Xiaoping was this. He'll be the chairman of the Communist Party, which is 90 million people who basically illegitimately uh, runs China. He'll be the head of state. Of the nation of China, and he will be the head of the military. He'll be the head of the PLA. I'm not even sure Mao had that. I I, I think even Mao was a little constricted there, uh, although he acted like a total complete dictator. Deng Xiaoping didn't have this. No one's actually had that power. All all elements of state power come to him. It is, and he's truly an emperor,
2: like like yeah. the the history of the emperors of of China. Is that not correct, Frank? F. That's I, I believe that is correct, Steve. And that is actually the idea. He wants to be bigger than Mao Zedong. And and here's the kicker. You've documented, and, and we will in the days to come with members of our Committee on the Present Danger of China on this program, the extent to which China, you know, has been building to wage this kind of warfare against us, unrestricted political, economic, and so on, the biological and now the kinetic. But Steve, here's the problem. At the same time, and again, you've documented this, Xi has all kinds of problems at home, He's got bubbles left and right. He's got people that are unhappy. He's going to have more pressure on him, not least from maybe 40 million young men for whom there are no women in his country. A huge demographic problem, to say nothing, of the aging population. What does all of that portend, I fear, is the classic totalitarian play of social engineering Finding a foreign enemy, rallying everybody around yes. the motherland and going for war. That's we'll what we're going uh,
3: On the Eurasian landmass now, if you look at Ukraine, think the CCP. Short commercial break. Dr. Bradley Thayer joined the conversation with Frank Gaffney from the Committee on the Present Danger, China, and the Center for Security Policy. Be back in a moment. and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact, use your agency. Action, action,
6: action. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, And canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
3: Okay, welcome back. Of course, all of us are on Getter nonstop. Download the app uh it'll give you the immersive experience you need. Let's bring you Dr. Bradley Thayer. Dr. Thayer, why for our audience is what's going to happen uh Sunday in Beijing starting Saturday night in the U.S. And of course uh Frank Gaffney's putting together a whole program live from Dallas uh with some of the biggest hitters that come on the war room to talk about this. Why is this so important for people in the audience? They get they're busy, they got the run up to the election, they got you know, inflation uh, you know, they're, 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 the guys had the Raiders last night, blew a 17-point lead. They got so much going on in life. Why Why is what's happening in Beijing important in their lives in the heartland of this country?
6: Uh, well, Steve, Trotsky had that great line, you may not be interested in war, but war may be interested in you, right? What he meant, of course, is that um, uh, bad events in international politics can reach out and touch you. So. Um, folks may not be interested in the 20th Party Congress, but what happens in China starting on Sunday is going to affect all Americans uh, adversely. It's not going to be a positive thing. It's going to be a negative thing. So as Frank Gaffney uh, identified, uh, what Americans should understand is that once Xi Jinping, uh, the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, has his house in order, order uh, he's going to be far more belligerent, uh, and, and, uh, uh, aggressive against American interests uh, worldwide and against the American homeland. So, uh, that's why Americans, uh, should be worried, uh, and concerned, uh, about what's happening, uh, in Beijing, uh, starting on Sunday.
3: Frank, let me bring you in for a second. Uh, you know, um, you talk about the internal problems. We talk about it a lot. The the the, the um, bubble in real estate, the 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 precarious nature of their finances, their financial structure. How is a guy's got so many deep problems? Of course, one point two billion Lao Beijing who are under total suppression. How does a guy like Xi that has so many problems, right? Deep problems How is his rise to power predicated upon the Larry Finks of the world? Has it really been the American Wall Street, the corporatists that have propped this guy up or at least been one leg of the school? I mean, how could a guy like this has got so many problems and so mismanaged the interior situation in China get to a sense now that he's
2: just about to get supreme political and military power? No doubt about it, Steve. What we've been told is, of course, the Chinese Communist Party is responsible for this economic miracle in China that's lifted tens of millions, if not more, out of poverty. I believe, in fact, it's the United States that has enabled all of that. And most especially, unwittingly, tens of millions of Americans have had their pension funds their mutual funds their exchange traded funds their index funds their other investment vehicles migrated at least in part by larry fink of blackrock yes state street vanguard and other masters of the universe on wall street to the chinese communist party i i, I think everything that i talked about previously in that other block is basically underwritten by us steve and it is enabling xi's ambitions to be realized and the war that he intends to bring to us will be in part unbelievably made possible by us um
3: dr thayer right now your book understanding this walk through where can people get it and what are they going to learn when they buy your book
6: Understanding the China threat is available at Amazon. It's a great place uh, to get it. And what they're going to learn is uh, two things. First, why the ideology of the Chinese Communist Party compels them to confront the United States. And secondly, what the U.S. should do about it. Uh, And what the U.S. should do about it is be confident in victory that uh, this is uh, the Chinese Communist Party is an illegitimate regime. And if it's confronted, it can be defeated. And in the book, we go through many eight steps that we can take uh, to defeat the CCP. Uh, but the first step is to be confident, you uh, know, in victory, and that the uh, the what the United States offers is a far better world than what the Chinese Communist Party there does. There is
3: no substitute for victory. If we want to no. take down the existential threat that is the Chinese Communist Party, we have to win on eight November. That's what I'm saying. We must win, and here's the reason: the people that support the Wall Street crowd, and the globalists are Democrats. That's who supports this. And of course, look, I realize we have elements of that on our side of the football, too. That all has to be purged. But we purge it after we win. This is absolutely central. This is the great existential crisis of our time. Not just the administrative state choking us to death here, but this enemy that is not legitimate. It rules as a total and complete dictator. We're going to have Dr. Thayer back on. She... This didn't come about by winning at the ballot box, and this didn't come back of winning at the ballot box among the ninety million Chinese members of the Chinese Communist Party. This is gangster mafia. This, what he did to consolidate power, is like what happened in Rome during the emperors. Right? This is brutal, in your face. Uh, you know, banging heads on the factions, putting people in prison, disappearing people, killing people, etc. These are stone cold gangsters. It is an illegitimate regime, and here's the bottom line, and Frank Gaffney and Thayer have said this. We've gone in unrestricted warfare from information to cyber, biological, the Wuhan lab, economic warfare, of which we're helping underwrite against ourselves. We're sliding quickly to kinetic war. We are sliding quickly to kinetic war around Taiwan, around the chip industry, which is our economy will drop by 25% because Taiwan is Silicon Valley West. Frank, how do people get to everything? You got another seminar today. We got about thirty seconds. How do they get to uh, the chi- how they get to uh, the uh, our China uh, webinars? How do they get to Stop. all of them? Particularly, today's going to be a big Steve- one.
2: No, it is a big one. It's about the enemies within the church. It's part of our USA Betrayed uh, series at uh, presentdangerchina.org. Register there. Please join us at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Terrific cast of characters for that program as well, including your good self, Steve Bannon. We're delighted to have you with I'll be, us for the first uh, I'll
3: time. Be, I'll, be one of the, I'll be one of the participants. And of course, Frank will get all his, his uh, social media up. Dr. Thayer, how do people follow you? And once again, how do they get to the book?
6: Uh, Bradley Thayer at Getter and at uh, uh, and Truth as well. Um, and uh, they get the book through Amazon's It's a great place to get it, Steve. Okay. Polling
3: statistics, where we stand in this great race to 8 November, four weeks from today, no substitute for victory. That train's leaving the station. Be back here at 5 o'clock. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.